Financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year. And then the inflation data came out, higher than expected. Friends, this isn't going away. It can't. The U.S. is $34 trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Text STRANGE to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation with gold. Text STRANGE to 989898 now. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. The highly anticipated second season of the hit podcast Proof is finally here. Proof is an investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here. Proof made headlines for its first season in 2022 after proving the innocence of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend Brian Bowling when they were just 17 years old. 25 years later, on December 8, 2022, both men were finally freed based on evidence unearthed by Proof. In the second season of Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, this time traveling the streets of Manteca, California, to uncover who really murdered 18-year-old Rene Ramos. On June the 5th, 2000, Ramos's body was found buried under a pile of debris inside the shell of a new Home Depot building. Despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, tips that were ignored until now, Renee's boyfriend, 18-year-old skateboarder Jake Silva, and Ty Lopez, the 33-year-old uncle of one of Jake's close friends, were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Following the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from the Great White North and his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard. Dr. Shiv Chopra has a PhD in microbiology. He's the recipient of numerous academic awards, including a fellowship of the World World Health Organization. Good evening, Dr. Chopra. How are you? Good evening. Thank you very much. Uh, let's begin with uh, a definition, a genetically modified organism. What is it exactly? Genetically modified organisms are any type of cell, bacteria, human, any species where you modify its DNA by injecting DNA from another species. And uh, then you select a whatever characteristic you want. And uh, so it's across the species. Uh, 
which doesn't happen in nature. In nature, within the species, uh, those organisms can interbreed, but they cannot cross the species barrier. That is the law of nature, God, if you like. That's the way it's supposed to work. Because if it didn't work that way, the whole existence will collapse. So DNA of every species is what defines a species. If you go across the DNA, then you have a disaster. All right. Is there anything in principle wrong with trying to improve? Let's uh, concentrate on uh, food crops, for example, either for a livestock feed or for human consumption. In principle, is there anything wrong with trying to enhance, let's say, the nutritional value uh, of a particular uh, foodstuff by genetically altering it? Well, there's nothing wrong uh, in doing anything. That's the way technology works, the science, science works. We are always trying to find out how we can work with nature, uh, sometimes to cure disease or improve situations. Uh, let's just get away from genetically modified, the technical name that we're using. There is crossbreeding. For example, you can take a cow, which is what people did 6,000 years ago, and they bred it in a sense uh, that the cows produced more milk. Normally, the cow will produce just enough milk for his calf, but the people trained it to uh, give more milk. You can take a horse, you can make it uh, run faster and faster, and, and various things like that. You can take by interbreeding, but you're remaining within the species. If you cross the species, even closely related species, for example, you can interbreed a donkey and a horse, and then you get a mule. And that mule is sterile. It's called a hybrid. Mule cannot produce another mule, nor a donkey, nor a horse. So it's the, it's the dead end point, and that's the way it works because those are very closely related species. But what we're doing here is you're taking the gene or DNA from one species and putting it into another. For example, you can take a gene from a bacteria and you put it into crops. And uh, uh, bacteria is called Bacillus thuringiensis, long technical name, just let's call it BT. You can take this bacteria, lives in the soil, and it produces some kind of a poison to protect itself against other species or uh, 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 find, to find food. For example, this bacteria will uh, attack certain insects for its own food, and it will slit its intestinal uh, system inside, and it feeds on it. Now, what uh, companies have done, companies like Monsanto, they've taken this bacteria, and they've taken this gene, and they have now put that gene, Bt, into corn or into cotton or soybean, and, and therefore they're called Bt. So they're producing their own pesticide. The, the plants are... Exactly. Right. But the problem here is 
Now the whole plant is producing bacteria is one single cell uh, or a few bacteria in the soil. But now you've got uh, these crops, huge plants, cotton the size of trees, corn, big plants, and miles after miles after miles, all producing toxin that the bacteria was supposed to produce. The toxin is now coming out uh, constantly into the soil. It's not just killing the pest that goes and sits on the plant. It's also killing whatever else is in the soil. That's the kind of uh, disaster that is happening with BT because now you're killing um, earthworms, you're killing insects, you're killing beetles and ants and all those organisms that help uh, uh, the soil to produce food. This is the kind of... Similarly, you can take uh, a gene of a cow and put it into bacteria. Now it's the other way around. And uh, the, cow, the cows, uh, uh, let's say it, there's a hormone that induces milk production in the cow. If you take that gene, put it into E. coli bacteria, now that uh, bacteria thinks it's a cow, now it becomes a factory for producing the bovine growth hormone, and they call it recombinant, or in other words, genetically modified. Now the, what the companies are saying, let's take this uh, 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 hormone produced by the, in the bacteria, let's give injections of it to the cows every two weeks, and we'll produce 10% more milk from the cow. Now, this we definitely know. What happened with that, that uh, um, uh, uh, studies were done, they were asked for, I won't go into the full details, they're all described in my book, what happened, they, uh, uh, that the cows got sick, cows got milk, pus in the milk, cows got uh, infected in their udders, uh, mammary glands, bacteria, and then they, they had to be given antibiotics. And then the cows also produce another hormone. It's called insulin-like growth factor. And that causes, uh, or at least associated with increased in cancer in people. Let me so, just uh, stop you there, Dr. Chopra. We're coming up on a break. Uh, let me just ask you a very quick question and give me a, is this milk uh, currently in production in Canada, in the United States, is it being consumed by humans in North, in North America? Well, it is not produced in Canada because it was not approved. This, this product, uh, when I blew the whistle back in 1998, 1997, uh, this um, uh, created a big scandal. There was a Senate investigation. I was called to testify. The, the primary uh, food uh, crops that are being genetically modified, uh, there are five principles, as I understand. Could you name those, those crops? Oh, uh, uh, there's canola, there's uh, uh, corn, there's um, uh, soybean, uh, there's now alfalfa, there's beetroot, uh, there's a bunch of crops. Wheat is not yet, but uh, yet it's been shown that it was secretly even released and tested and so on. We don't know. Uh, but the major crops which are already approved, they are out there.
Okay, and papaya, I believe, is also genetic. And modified. papaya. Why, why, what would they do with papaya? What is the purpose there? Well, you know, the purpose in every case, f- from the company's point of view, is to somehow create a product and put a patent on it and own it and decide what the uh, people can buy or not buy. And it, it's control over food supply. Uh, like but are any, they enhancing, in their mind, are they increasing the nutritional value, the yield of the papaya? Uh, are they adding, what, what are they doing specifically? Not at the, all. No. Nothing of the kind is happening. It's, the, it's the, uh, contrary of what the company is claiming. Those are all lies. They've now got apple uh, that won't brown. Uh, so most of these crops are also, like we talked about BT, but the big culprit here is a product called Roundup. Roundup Ready Plants, yes. Roundup Ready Plants. You need to explain what that's all about. That's right, because the company has uh, had patented that Roundup back in the 60s as an antibiotic. They were hoping they will use it as an antibiotic because it's produced by a bacteria and it didn't seem to be too toxic. And uh, But then they used that uh, Roundup uh, to uh, now make the crops resistant to Roundup. Now, Roundup is a pesticide that kills absolutely anything green. It takes a couple of weeks for it to do so. And, and then uh, um, they, they clean up the whole soil, spray it, everything is gone. No weeds, no greenery, nothing left in the field. Then the farmer comes in and he just puts in whatever crop uh, that is uh, genetically modified. And then as it starts to grow, then they come back with the same roundup and they spray it again. And this is how it began. In other words, if I could just stop you just to to make it clear to listeners, uh, if you create a, a, a plant that is resistant to roundup, then you can go in and spray the Roundup indiscriminately uh, in order to get rid of the, the weeds and, and other things around the, the plants, uh, but the plant is still absorbing that Roundup, is it not? Oh, of course. I mean, Roundup has now gone into... That's how Roundup kills a plant. It goes into the system of the plant. That's why it's called a systemic uh, herbicide. It gets into the plant, and d- down below... It uh, uh, ties up uh, uh, certain chemicals or uh, metals or, or food for the for the crop, and and th- therefore it takes a couple of weeks for it to uh, uh, the the the, the uh, uh, plant to die. Now, what they've done here, if you make the a crop that you want and you don't want the weeds, so you make that resistant artificially, genetically modified. And now you can put any amount of Roundup, one, two, three, four, five times, or whatever number of times. Initially, the idea was to put just uh, two applications, one before and one after. And then they saw weeds were growing and bigger and bigger weeds. So now farmers are putting as much as sometimes seven um, sprays. And then to make it even worse, the same Roundup is even used uh, whether it's on uh, GMO crops or not uh, 
too dry the crops at the end of the season. And so Roundup can be uh, put uh, on any crop. It could be wheat, it could be rice, uh, anything which is not approved. Uh, and the crop uh, quickly dries up and the farmer gets the seed. Now imagine so many applications have been um, put there. And then finally, this is, you can't even, you're not waiting for rain. You're not going to wash this, this, this uh, seed now. It's all over the place. And this Roundup is now, after all these years, people have been doing studies. They say that it's, it, it, it can, uh, can cause cancer and it can cause all sorts of other things. And there are, there are human, there are human studies that have shown this or is this anecdotal evidence no uh, there are experiments human study i mean you can't um, do studies um, in humans but in animal studies of course it's been shown to cause tumors to cause uh, uh, rashes and even death in um, in animals and so that happens but you can't do a study like that in humans but what does happen though uh, over a period of time, if this product has been used for now several decades, bizarre things are happening out there in people. Are we finding Roundup in uh, breast milk, for example? We're finding we've, uh, Roundup in breast milk. We're finding in urine. Uh, so that that's an indication that it is being absorbed and excreted and secreted. So it, it, in the body fluids. So it, it is going through the system. As it goes through the system, there is uh, uh, in our intestinal tract, in humans and animals, there is trillions of healthy bacteria living in our gut. Yes. Those bacteria help us digest protein. They make synthesize certain amino acids which we don't uh, or they uh, synthesize some vitamins they steal some food that's the kind of symbiotic relationship that in nature has evolved so you live with each other bacteria you help bacteria have bacteria help you what happens is with this roundup uh, and there are other things, of course. I mean, we can talk about that. Right now, we're only talking about GMOs and pesticides, but there are, in addition, there are antibiotics too uh, being uh, fed and injected into animals. So what's happening with all this is that, that this whole system in the body is called microbiome. It's an organ by itself. Our immune system depends on the intestinal tract. In the tiny little appendix, is the most essential organism in the body uh, for the immune system. So what, what's happening is that you are uh, killing those bacteria. And once you kill those bacteria, it sets up inflammation in the intestinal tract. Now you can get, people are getting gluten intolerance, people are getting allergies, people are getting autism, uh, people are getting cancer. Uh, when you start seeing things which were uncommon before 50, 60 years ago, very uncommon, now are becoming epidemics. And so therefore, at this point, you have to, even if you made a mistake, even if you said, okay, we'll try it out. Now you've done it for 50 or 60 years and now crops for the last 20 years. Now we know things are happening. 
you cannot keep on lying that nothing, that's not related. That's not. But what is the advantage? Who are we doing it for? Why is the company being allowed to do what it's doing without testing? Because there's a law in the country. There's a law in the United States. There's a law in Canada. This law is called the Food and Drugs Act in both countries. It is now 120 years old. Initially, back in 1895, it was called the Adulteration Act. At that time, the thought was that um, you cannot mix two products and uh, because people were putting uh, alcohol and turpentine and making drugs and syrups and things like that and, and, and uh, killing people. Uh, uh, and then, as a result of it, the countries in their wisdom, they passed the, uh, the Adulteration Act. That went on from 1895 to uh, 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 about 1938, when somebody thought of taking a pill, sulfonamide pill, which was very hard to, there used to be large pills, and they could not be dissolved in water, and children in particular, they were awful things to uh, swallow to control infections. And uh, so somebody thought, well, maybe I'll take the sulfonamide and dissolve it in a solvent and then put some sh syrup or sugar in it, and um, then uh, children can drink it. What happened, 100 Americans died. And then when they went back and they found uh, how come they died from drinking this stuff that normally wasn't killing? Well, what happened in the syrup? Then they discovered that the fellow, whoever the company was, they had used ethylene glycol, which is the windshield wiper oh dear. fluid. Oh dear. It's extremely toxic. And so as a result, then uh, the U.S. and Canada followed immediately. In 1945, they said every product has to be tested in living animals. Right. Listen, we've, we've only got about uh, two minutes here. Uh, time is moving uh, quickly, uh, Dr. Chopra, and we won't have time to get into the entire history of the FDA and, and Health Canada. Uh, but um, when we come back, I, I want to find out then how uh, many of these products seem to get almost rubber stamped or almost without uh, FDA approval being needed. We'll, we'll discuss that. We'll also talk about... Uh, the upcoming march against Monsanto happening here in Toronto, May 23rd, but also in other places uh, around the world. Dr. Shiv Chopra is a uh, microbiologist and the author of Corrupt to the Core, Memoirs of a Health Canada Whistleblower, also a keynote speaker at the aforementioned Toronto March Against Monsanto. Back with more. So stay with us. I'm Richard Serrett. Hi there. I want to tell you about a podcast I know you're going to love. It's called The Dead Files from Travel Channel. On The Dead Files, Amy Allen and Steve DeShavi investigate the paranormal activity haunting real people and homes across the United States. Amy and Steve come from totally different perspectives when they investigate. Amy's a medium. She sees and speaks to dead people and uses this skill to find out why someone might be haunting a place. Steve is a retired homicide detective. He tackles the case from the other end of the spectrum and uses public records and witness accounts to piece together the history 
of the haunted location. On every episode, Steve and Amy investigate a different, real haunting to help the family struggling with its effects. On one episode in Falconer, New York, a family keeps waking up with scratches and bruises. They also see a shadow figure lurking around their home. They call Amy and Steve to investigate. Amy uses her strength as a medium to understand who the presence is coming from and why it's so angry. Separately, Steve finds out the history of the house from the townspeople and in public records. He finds that several people who lived in this house died, which matches Amy's findings. At the end of the episode, Steve and Amy share their findings and make a recommendation on whether it's safe to stay in the house or time to get out. There are so many crazy stories on the dead files. And what's interesting about Amy and Steve is that they investigate the hauntings from two totally different perspectives. You listen to my podcast because you love tales of the paranormal. But if you want more, listen to The Dead Files wherever you get your podcasts. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Guys, we've seen so many people making ridiculous money from crypto. But did you know it's easy for you to do the same? The Copy My Crypto membership site shows you the coins that the YouTuber James McMahon personally holds and allows you to copy him. It's like having a big brother who knows what he's doing. You don't need to know a thing about crypto or how to invest as you simply do what he does. So let me tell you more about James. He runs the Crypto with James YouTube channel, which despite heavy censorship, has over 17,000 subscribers and 1 million views. Since March 2020, he's told his viewers to buy 26 crypto coins. Had you put in $100 into each one, it would now be worth over $53,000. Of the 26 coins, his top pick of the year, a coin called Phantom, is currently up over 440 times from when he said to buy. That one call alone has retired a number of people, including guys in their 20s and 30s. Remember, this is public knowledge. You can go to YouTube and verify this for yourself. So, if you'd like to join the 1,300 members who copy James, then stop what you're doing and head over to copymycrypto.com 
forward slash dollar. Copymycrypto.com forward slash dollar. That's D-O-L-L-A-R. You'll not only find proof of everything I've said, but listeners get full access for just one dollar. You can't find this offer anywhere else, but act fast because the offer ends soon. That's copymycrypto.com forward slash dollar. That's D-O-L-L-A-R. Don't take this offer lightly. He's the real deal. Go visit the site now. As you know, GetTheTea.com has been a sponsor of my show for quite some time. Their all-natural life change tea with a unique blend of 12 herbs has helped many of you to keep your digestive tract clean and healthy. It's so easy. You just brew, steep, refrigerate, and drink. One to two glasses a day helps keep your insides clean. You shower on a daily basis, right? So why not shower your insides with this delicious herbal made in the USA tea that has helped thousands. GetTheTea.com is not a fad. They've been around for 14 years. It's an essential part of my life. My favorite is the pomegranate tea, and they're giving it to you for $8 off exclusively for my listeners. Why not make it an essential part of your life today? Go to getthetea.com slash Richard. That's getthetea.com slash Richard and save today. Remember, it's easy. Just brew, steep, refrigerate, and drink. Keep your gut healthy. They also carry an amazing variety of natural herbal supplements. Check them out at getthetea.com. Dr. Chopra remains uh, with us as we continue to talk about uh, genetically modified organisms. Now, you were employed with Health Canada at one time, were you not? Yes, I worked there for 35 years. Okay, so what is going on then with Health Canada and, and the FDA in the United States? Why are they not protecting us from these products if there are animal studies that show that, for example, these Roundup-ready plants are causing tumors in animals? They should be our, you know, the first line of defense. Why are they allowing these products to be produced? Well, they have to answer that. Is one answer in one word is corruption. 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 The companies are running the show. The companies have taken over. In my book on page one, uh, one fifty four, I said Monsanto said they and five or six other companies they will take over the White House and the British Parliament and the German Parliament and the French Parliament and the Japanese Parliament and that's what they have done. That that was they had that was their manifesto in nineteen ninety. That's what has happened. And the, the present food czar, the, named by President Obama in the United States, is a former the director of Monsanto, is he? Well, I mean, he's gone in and out. Uh, it's not just Obama. It, it happened uh, before Mr. Obama became president. It, uh, it, uh, this has been going on for quite some time. And we have it in Canada, too. The uh, Monsanto vice president was sitting in, inside the Minister of Health's office and taking briefings on me and other people. And, and so this is the way it is. They are running the show. They sit inside the department. They're not just lobbyists. They are running the show. Are they helping formulate policy? Well, they are breaking the law. It's not forming. You know, policy cannot override an existing law. There is a law which is attached to the criminal court. People doing that, uh, whoever lies is supposed to go to jail. Okay. And, uh, well, in order for them to lie, they would have to be uh, sworn. This would be in a, in a hearing type situation, a congressional hearing, a parliamentary hearing. Are you saying that officials with Monsanto in a congressional or parliamentary hearing have sworn under oath and well, lied, that, lied that, while sworn under oath? Well, that's what happened in the case of one product, BGH, in Canada. But then that was a Senate investigation. Then the, our Senate went back to sleep. 
and nothing has happened here, not in the United States or anywhere else. And interestingly, the European Union does not allow GMOs, although they are allowing pesticides and so on. So, uh, uh, so there are very, very serious problems all over the world. Because the companies are, just to make profit, they're selling these things, which is illegal. So the governments are breaking their own law. When, when you go into the grocery store and you're wheeling your cart through uh, the aisles, what, I mean, it's pretty difficult uh, to avoid corn because corn, whether it's corn syrup or there's, there's you know, uh, byproducts from corn, is an ingredient in many, many, many foods. Absolutely. What, what there's is, corn, there's uh, sugar that's also com- uh, coming from uh, beetroot uh, that's also genetically modified. You cannot avoid. There's no way you can avoid because uh, even if then the animals are being fed this, even if you say, I'm not going to buy corn myself, but the animals are being fed that corn. Anim- uh, all this all over the place. They're making ethanol from the same thing. The, the huge changes are occurring. Uh, uh, you know, the carbon uh, burning and, and making ethanol, driving cars, the change of uh, climate change. People are not even realizing how things are, have become so bad uh, uh, due to uh, this genetic engineering experiment that is going on. Governments have, pa- have passed the law that by law now 5 to 10 to 20 percent of your uh, uh, gasoline will have ethanol made from corn, genetically modified. Imagine what's happening to the fields and, and the and soils and the waters of the, of the countries. It's not just a direct consumption by people. It's coming uh, upon us from all sides. If I buy uh, corn, sweet yep. corn, at the uh, the local market, will is that likely GMO corn? Uh, uh, 95% of it, yes. 95%. Do you avoid eating corn? Yeah, I don't eat corn. I, 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 <laughs> I avoid lots of things, but then that's me. Uh, knowing too much becomes a curse. But what do people I can do? imagine. Corrupt to the core. Memoirs of a Health Canada whistleblower is the book. Give us a few more details, if you could, Dr. Chopra. People now want, they, they want to know, what do we do? We've marched, we've sent petitions, we've uh, done all kinds of things, but it's not working. My recommendation to them has been, and is becoming more critical, that don't, Keep marching against Monsanto. You have to march against U.S. FDA, Health Canada. You have to march against uh, our own government, which is corrupt. Companies cannot do what they're doing because the companies, we're aiding, our governments are aiding and abetting companies to do what they're doing. The companies cannot do this. All right. This, I should also point out that um, sort of the theme of this year is called Celebrate Farm to Fork. Uh, what is the status of, um, in the United States, there have been a, a number of uh, state uh, initiative, ballot initiatives to demand or, um, or require food labeling that would list GMO ingredients. Now, we saw this go down in flames in places like California when a number of companies sort of lined up in Coca-Cola and Monsanto and Dow and so forth. I believe it has been passed in one state, if I'm not mistaken, it's Vermont has yes. successfully passed a, uh, a food labeling requirement. What is the, s- the status of such an initiative here in Canada? Once again, label is required for any product. 
a label is required to be put on on the bag or a bottle, depending upon what the product is, outside and a larger label description, it's called package insert, on the inside. In other words, it has to, uh, the company has to declare all the ingredients, including water. They have to uh, declare that on the label. But do they have to, do they have to include uh, a warning that it contains genetically modified organisms? Well, that's what should be happening because that's what they have to say. This product contains mercury or aluminum or this virus or that virus and such and such could happen and so forth. And the same way, why is it that genetically modified organisms and their products are not labeled? Because it's a requirement of the law. It is. It is a requirement of the law in it Canada. It is a requirement of the law. And yet our food, they, they are not labeling our food as GMO. They do not put on the label, they did not put on the label of either milk or, or these things, uh, that this contains GMOs, and it, uh, with that also comes the Roundup of the pesticides and BT and this and that. All that has to be put on the label. Now, the, the excuse me, Dr. Chopra, uh, the, the rationale uh, for companies like Monsanto, and I believe Dow is also involved in producing GMOs, Dow yes. Chemicals, uh, who brought us uh, Agent Orange. <laughs> uh, now, their rationale is that we cannot feed the world seven billion souls and counting. We cannot feed the world using traditional uh, agricultural methods. That's why we need uh, these factory farms, and that's why we need genetically modified uh, crops. First of all, who told them to do so? We cannot. Who Who is begging them? We can't compete with... China, India, Mexico, and there's so much food in the world. More than 40% of the uh, uh, food is being wasted. And uh, so, uh, and this is a complete lie that they cannot feed the world. So much food is uh, uh, being wasted and uh, then being turned into corn and um, ethanol and turned into meat and, and uh, other products hormones, antibiotics, slaughterhouse, slaughterhouse waste, all this is being put into our food supply. All these are illegally uh, present there. So it's not just Monsanto. There's a whole bunch of companies. There's Pfizer, there's Eli Lilly, there's all of these companies, uh, Syngenta, they, and Dow, they're all together. And then, of course, there's slaughterhouses. The whole system is in a complete mess. It's all corruption. Do genetically modified, uh, does genetically modifying a, a plant increase the yield? No, they don't. The only, in fact, in fact, it becomes less. The only reason it seems to happen is because initially they were given advantage by using the pesticide or herbicide or Roundup, things like that. Because if you leave them alone, the GMO cannot compete against the natural organism. It will die. If, if allowed to compete with it in natural environment, it will not survive. What can we learn from Europe? Europe, uh, Europe has banned uh, genetically modified organisms. Euro Europe has banned hormones, antibiotics, slaughterhouse waste, 
and GMOs. They haven't. Uh, they are also beginning to ban a number of pesticides like neonicotinoids and a few others. And that those are responsible for the, the killing of bees, I understand. Yes. How can we uh, emulate what they're doing in Europe? Why were they successful in Europe to, to, to shut it down? What, what can we learn from them and do it here? We are, we are at the head of the corrupt system. That's what it is. Because these companies... Just, There's corruption just, in Europe, too, though, Dr. Chum. Well, it's not that kind of corruption um, uh, that, that we're talking about. Uh, there is corruption in every country, everywhere else. We're talking of corrupting the actual system. And uh, the U Europeans went through the same thing as well. And then slowly they, they got... That's where they got the mad cow disease. That's where they got the other things. Uh, our cancer rates are skyrocketing. Our, our healthcare cost is the most expensive in the world. The country will go bankrupt uh, um, if it keeps on doing what it's doing. So uh, there's a lesson. And the Americans don't live any longer. Uh, the, uh, whatever factory you look at, the Americans are behind in every possible way. And if these companies, we talk about corruption, these companies, if, if you look at their names, they were originally from Second World War. They were all German companies that transplanted themselves into the U.S. now. That's what people say. Your show is called conspiracy, but when people begin to talk this way, they say, oh, that's conspiracy theory. So these, are the, these companies are the remnants of Merck Pharmaceuticals, of, yep, which, was, right. which was torn apart after the war yep. uh, into a thousand pieces, but these yep. are it's like the, the head of a hydra. When you cut it off, you've got nine heads now. That's what we're dealing with. That's what we're dealing with, that, and they are here now. This is, we're not talking about Nazi Germany. We're not talking about Hitler time, we're not talking about that, those kinds of wartime things. These are all the DDT and, and everything else, they, they all came out, these are war weapons. And they are now being used on daily food. In the United States, there was an omnibus bill passed uh, a, a number of years ago, and uh, they snuck in a, um, a, a paragraph buried deep within this bill uh, that I believe would prevent people from, that would protect companies like Monsanto from lawsuits. Uh, do you recall yes, the, the bill was, that I'm um, talking about? Yes, people called it the Monsanto Protection Act. Yes. The same thing applies to the vaccines, against um, Merck and Glaxo and so on. You cannot sue companies, you cannot sue governments. Who the hell are these people passing these laws? Who, who on whose behalf are they doing this? The country is owned by the people. And what about in the status? What's the status uh, in, in Canada? Could, Same. for example, could you could you launch a class action lawsuit against Monsanto? It is very simple. No, you don't need to launch a class action. You can if you want to, but I would suggest people. In fact, this has been tried now in the U.S. and one with some success. Um, I think people should be suing their government. It is their right to know. It is their right to um, make sure that the law is observed by the authorities. Uh, that's, that's the simplest way to go at it, and it's not costly. You just say, this law exists. Why is the USFDA not applying it, or Health Canada not applying it? Go to the Supreme Court and demand the labeling be done. Not request, but demand. If I want to know what's in my food. If nothing changes in uh, in North America, uh, give me um, 
let's project into the future 10, 20 years. Uh, what is the, the food industry, the state of agriculture going to look like in North America if Monsanto and Dow and Pfizer and these other companies are allowed to uh, pursue their their um, their aim of um, well g- genetically modified organisms. And- Much of our food is being imported now from third world countries, and that's going to get worse. If we, um, in fact, clean up our act, we will create employment, we will improve our health, we will uh, have uh, would reverse the system. What these companies are now doing, they are now descending into China and India and Brazil and Argentina. They want to uh, just repeat the same process over there. But this is not going to work. It's not working. And so extra food, (laughs) what are people going to do with it? All right. And uh, I really appreciate your time tonight. Thank you very much, Dr. Chopra. Thank you. A new Richard Serrett's Strange Planet drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe at strangeplanetpodcast.com.